How do you change things when change is hard? Do we rely on the same way of doing things or are we going to be brave and try something different? In this episode, we're exploring the switch model and how we might use it as enablers of change. As our regular followers may remember, I love reading books by the Heath brothers, Chip and Dan. They have an easy conversational style and include loads of case studies and examples. Their book, Switch, How to Change Things When Change is Hard, is one of my top five books. The Switch model is based on the ancient premise that the human mind is divided into parts that at times conflict. This was described by Plato in the Phaedrus, which was written around 370 BC. In this dialogue, Plato used the metaphor of a chariot rider controlling two winged horses, one immortal and essentially good, and the other mortal and essentially unruly and difficult to control. The rider and the two horses symbolize the soul and its three main components. The charioteer represents man's reason, the dark horse symbolizes man's appetites and pulls downwards towards the earth, while the white horse represents man's spirit and pulls upwards towards heaven. There's a lot more to the story, but as you can imagine, it was a turbulent ride. I can feel the struggle of the rider, John, trying to control those horses. Um, I also liked Chip and Dan's work and loved reading their book, Decisive, How to Make Better Choices in Life and Work. Um, almost 20 centuries after Plato's work, Sigmund Freud published his controversial essay in 1920, Beyond the Pleasure Principle. In it, he proposed the mind is divided into three parts, the ego, the rational conscious self, the superego, the conscience which relates to society's rules and norms, and the id, the desire for immediate pleasure. Uh, now, we won't go down the rabbit hole of discussing Freud's work, um, but the important thing to note is that there are three parts to the mind, similar to Plato's philosophy. And did you know, Denise, that Freud is attributed with saying that time spent with cats is never wasted? That's probably an urban myth, but I'm sure it's music to your ears. Anyway, more recently in 2006, the psychologist Jonathan Haidt used the metaphor of an elephant and its rider to represent the divided mind with its automatic and controlled behaviours. The automatic processing of the elephant allows multiple tasks to be processed in parallel and unconsciously, while the controlled processes of the rider are sequential and are represented by language and reasoning. This is similar to Daniel Kahneman's Thinking Fast and Slow, where he talks about system one and system two processes. This brings us to the switch model, which uses the metaphor of an elephant, its rider and the path. The elephant represents our emotional side and the rider our rational side. While the rider holding the reins appears to be in control, in reality it is the elephant with its much larger size. The strengths of the rider include long-term thinking and planning for the future, whereas the strengths of the elephant are emotional fortitude and the energy to get things done. On the other hand, the weaknesses of the rider include a tendency to overanalyze and overthink um, situations resulting in analysis paralysis. The elephant is often lazy and fickle, looking for instant gratification, undermining the rider who's willing to suffer short-term sacrifices for longer-term benefits. Oh, that's such a great visual analogy, Denise. I can just imagine the rider and the elephant struggling. For effective change, 
we need to appeal to both the elephant, which provides the energy, and the rider, which provides planning and direction. The third element of the model is the path, the surrounding environment, which considers structural changes that support the desired change. By designing the path to avoid distractions or temptations, it's possible to create a supportive environment for change. The authors outline 10 variables. Find the bright spots, script the critical moves, point to the destination, find the feeling, shrink the change, grow the people, tweak the environment, build habits, rally the herd, and keep the change going. Uh, I created this little diagram for my PhD thesis, showing the interaction of the variables and the three elements leading to behavior change. And hey, if you're keen, you can use the link in the show notes to download and read the thesis. That's really helpful, John. Um, so when directing the rider, it's important to follow the bright spots where pockets of successful change already exist and then replicate it. It's vital to clearly script the critical moves, giving clear, easy-to-follow instructions and state-specific behaviours. These should point to the destination, as change is easier when the destination and the outcomes are clear. To motivate the elephant, it's useful to identify the emotions that relate to the change, as knowledge on its own is not sufficient to create change. Where possible, the change should be shrunk by breaking it into smaller chunks, which no longer spook the elephant. <laughs> when shaping the path, the environment should be altered, as when the situation changes, the behavior changes. Habits should be built, as when behavior is habitual, it doesn't wear down the rider. Where possible, connections should be formed with others wanting to undertake similar change as seeing their changed behaviour is contagious. Oh, there's so many good principles in that, Denise. So folks, if you haven't read the Switch book yet, then I highly recommend you do. The authors do a great job of introducing the ideas and it's full of great examples. Towards the end of the book, there's a great summary of the three elements showing each of the 10 variables and reminding us of the examples of each that have been provided in the text. I like the switch model as it takes into account some of the behavioral science principles and represents a different approach to enabling change. It provides a good contrast from some of the other, perhaps more mechanical models of change, such as the theory of reasoned action, which we'll cover in a future episode. As a special bonus, we found this great short video narrated by Dan Heath, which you might enjoy. That's in the show notes. <laughs> and now you've heard our thoughts. We'd like to hear yours. So please add a comment below the blog post and tell us about your experiences with the switch model, including any tips or further ideas about it. We don't want this just to be a one-way conversation. So please join in by sharing your thoughts and ideas with us. Thanks, folks, for joining us on this Enablers of Change episode. Remember to subscribe to our newsletter if you'd like to know when new episodes are available. And hey, if you liked what you heard, then please tell your friends so they too can join the conversation. All the best until we meet again. Bye.